0: I realized what the whole issue was, that I was being friends with this, you know, girl of a different race. Jackson, Mississippi, in the
1: 1970s. Officially, segregation was now illegal. Unofficially, it was still happening. It was still happening in places like Greg Cornelius's
0: sixth grade classroom, where his seat was moved away from his white friend. I didn't fully understand why. You know, and that was the hard thing because there there were no explanations at that time as to to why we treat each other the way we do. And they didn't have to give an explanation. They you know they could treat you any kind of way and you couldn't say anything but yes, yes ma'am, no ma'am, yes sir, no sir.
1: Greg Cornelius is our guest on this episode of GPS, God. People Stories. My co-host Jim Kirkland is on vacation, so you won't be hearing from him on this episode. But you will hear from Billy Graham, who held an outreach in Gregg's hometown of Jackson, Mississippi, back in 1975.
2: It's not easy to be a Christian.
1: It's hard. Yep, it can be hard. But listen to Billy Graham toward the end of this episode to find out why it's so worth it. Or visit this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net.
0: GPS. God. People stories. The end of segregation on paper is totally different than the true end of segregation.
1: The Civil Rights Act of 1964 was enacted about two years after Greg Cornelius was born. Greg, an African American, says the new law did not put an immediate end to segregation in his home state.
0: And I hate to have to say it this way, but it was business as usual. In, in most respects in Mississippi um, there was no change in the way that blacks were treated uh, I still remember us having to boycott grocery stores because you know it, it was still like the being in the 50s you know in the 60s uh, the way you were treated um, the names that you were called beyond what they think of me beyond the names they called beyond who walked away
2: because I'm still standing tall.
1: In spite of the turmoil going on in society at the time,
0: Greg has fond memories of growing up in Jackson. My father um, was a minister then, he, he's still a minister now. Uh, and my mother was a homemaker and she had a daycare in our home. So um, we always grew up with our parents being around. Uh, which was an awesome thing. But growing up in Mississippi was uh, interesting. Had a, a great childhood, a wonderful childhood, because my parents made sure we were, you know, well taken care of, and they always showered us with love. And um, my father always instilled godly principles in us. Fifty-five years later, Greg's dad is still pastor at the same
1: church Greg grew up in. During his time there, Reverend Cornelius has irritated some of his
0: white neighbors and... Some of his black neighbors for the white community there in that era, it was kind of a time when, uh, you know, a lot of times people didn't expect us to be intelligent or they didn't expect us to understand certain things or or to be able to accomplish certain things. So, you know, in some in some ways, that was part of an issue. And then some ways, as far as the blacks were concerned, you know, us being different from uh, what some people might have thought we should have been. Uh, was sometimes an issue, but you know it was never it was never so bad that it was something that we couldn't deal with. What frustrated some of Reverend Cornelius's black neighbors is that he didn't use his pulpit to rally people around the civil rights movement. He preached the gospel, uh, you know, straight up and down. He he didn't mix politics in with his ministry. He he just refused to do that because he felt like there was a place for that. Uh, but that the, you know, the, the worship time was a time for uh, people to be strengthened, to be encouraged, for people to be led to Christ. So he, he preached the word, and that's what he stuck with. That doesn't mean Greg's dad didn't address
1: the race issue in his sermons. He did, but he addressed it in the course of his expository
0: teaching from the Bible, not as a political message. It was just saying as as what God expects from us. Uh, There was no question. There was no question that, uh, you know, what was going on was something that was not according to the word of God. So it had nothing for us. It had nothing to do with politics. It had nothing you know to do with uh, what color you were. It had to do with uh, what God expects from us and how we treat each other, how we love each other. You know, it comes from the heart. So it's got to be a change of heart. God wants every person to have a change of heart,
1: to recognize that they're a sinner who needs to accept Jesus Christ as their savior.
0: And that happened for Greg Cornelius when he was twelve years old. So even after accepting accepting him as Christ, um I went through the same troubles that a lot of other teenagers went through. I was rebellious, not you know, maybe not in a bad way, but to me the the hardest person Uh, To try to get to walk a straight path with the Lord is a person who's been good. (laughs) Who's been good all their life, who's always done right. That's something Billy Graham taught about when he
1: held an outreach in Greg's hometown.
2: You go to the church not only on the Sabbath, but you go to church all during the week. You live a good life. You're a moral man. But that's not enough for the kingdom of God.
1: The entire Cornelius family attended that crusade, which was held in 1975.
2: We are coming to you from Jackson, Mississippi. And this is the great stadium where Ole Miss plays some of its great games. 37,000 people are here tonight from all over the state of Mississippi. And we've had a glorious and wonderful evening.
1: Now, by 1975, Billy Graham had a long track record of bringing blacks and whites together at his outreaches throughout the South. Nonetheless, Greg says it
0: was still something of an unusual experience for everyone involved. You know, I was a little uncomfortable cuz I had never been around that many white people before. So it it was it was still different, but uh the amazing thing is that when the choir started singing and the choir was a a sea of of blacks and whites together singing. And as the choir was singing, you know, it caused you to kind of see something, you know, maybe something different is happening here, something that's that's other than what we've seen. And then when he gave the invitation and people started coming down, um, you know, young people, old people, black people, white people, um, it was just amazing to see that. And it was very moving. So, you clean me up inside.
1: For Greg's dad, who's a pastor, the Billy Graham Crusade was an important event for the state, for their city, and for the church.
0: My father just saw it as an opportunity uh, to extend his ministry uh, because, like I said, his concern was that people would come to know the Lord, and he knew that that's what Billy Graham was all about. Just telling people the simple truth, that Christ died for you, he loves you, he wants to save you, and he'll do it right now. All you have to do is accept him, ask him to come into your heart. So he He really knew that that was something that our city needed to hear. So he encouraged our church members to go. I think we counseled Bible study that Wednesday. Their church often hosted missionaries who were serving in countries
1: where telling people about Jesus could get you arrested, beaten, or even killed. And Greg remembers wondering why, in his own hometown, people would allow skin color to keep them from worshiping Jesus together.
0: How can we spend so much time and energy hating each other when there's a world out there that's lost? When there are people who are dying, there are children who are hungry, don't have food to eat, you know. And we're sitting here, can't even sit beside each other in a worship service you know, on a Sunday. We're segregated on Sunday. And I think all of us were guilty of putting our personal feelings ahead of the word of God uh, and ahead of of the loss who needed to
1: hear the word of God. Today, Greg is the music minister at a multicultural church in Dothan, Alabama. And earlier this year, he was involved with Will Graham's outreach in Dothan.
0: Now, Will, is Billy Graham's grandson. And the first thing I thought about when I saw Will Graham, I said he looks like his grandfather, he sounds like his grandfather, he's preaching the same message. It, it just, just took me back. I mean, it's, it's the same message and seeing people come to the Lord um, because they just recognize just very simply, very clearly, look, it doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been, where your life has taken you, God loves you. And now is the time. Don't wait. Don't put it off. You know, accept him now. And now I can say to forgive the unforgivable Is strong enough to hold you up when you are falling down. How do I know? Because I'm standing here to tell you.
1: Greg Cornelius understands the importance and the urgency of trusting God with your whole life. We can tell you more about how to do that. Visit us at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. Greg didn't always trust God with his life. He tried to do things his way instead of God's way for a while. And he'll talk about that in just a minute. You're listening to GPS. God. People. Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. It's not easy to be a Christian. It's hard. Billy Graham, Jackson, Mississippi, 1975.
2: Every day you have to face decisions and you have to ask yourself, what is morally right? What would God have me to do? And then do it. And after you have learned the ways of God and you've learned to walk with the Lord, it becomes a wonderful, thrilling life. Problems, yes. Persecution, yes. Misunderstanding, yes. That all goes with taking your stand for Christ. Now, what about you? Do you know Christ? Is he yours? If you're not sure about your relationship with Him, you come and make sure tonight and receive Him as your Lord and Master and Savior.
1: And now back to the host of GPS, Phil Fleischman. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Greg Cornelius. He has six children whom he loves dearly, but he's been divorced twice and today he is single. Those divorces are the result of what he calls some poor choices he began making after he went to college and continued to make into his 30s. Greg says looking back, he is grateful for God's patience and persistence.
0: What has taught me is that God never stops loving us. He always loves us, and he always is like the, the father uh, of the prodigal sons. His arms are wide open. He's telling us to come home. You know, whether you're saved, you know, you can be saved and and still walk a path that's contrary to where you need to be going. Um, but God will never let you do that without you knowing in your heart and in your soul that you're not where you need to be and you're not doing what you need to do. He always made that clear. But you have to come back to him. You have to come home. So um, if that's one thing I can tell people, never give up. Never doubt what God can do. We sure do appreciate Greg
1: Cornelia sharing his story with us. Uh, we also appreciate Anthony Brown for the use of some of his music on this episode of GPS. We post new episodes every Wednesday on a number of platforms, platforms like iTunes, SoundCloud, the iHeartRadio app, uh, Billygramradio.org and the Billy Graham app. I'm Phil Fleischman. Thanks for listening. GPS, God, People Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news.